0: Um, getting ready for this message this week that uh, as always, I had an idea of where it should go, and this wasn't it so uh we we went hopefully went in god's direction here and uh so I want us to start just in uh first corinthians eleven and verse twenty three which is the communion. You know, the Lord's Supper passage uh, in Corinthians that Paul shares. Thank you, my dear. And it says this in verse 23. And we're, it says, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. You know, and I'm going to stop there. I know there's more to it. <laughs> And we'll finish that part later, but today I really felt like the Lord wanted to deal with that word "betray and it's on the very night that Jesus betrayed that he he said, "Hey, do this, and remember it's to me and uh you know betrayal is a not a, it's not like a fun subject. This is not the fun subject series or anything. Um, we've kind of dealt with shame and fear. And I felt like the Lord said we need to deal with betrayal. And uh, so, Lord, I just ask you right now that you would open up our hearts, Lord, that we'd be able to hear your Holy Spirit speak to us through your word, through my words, Lord. We thank you that... Um, They'll hear your words and anything that's mine, Lord, that'll just uh, be removed from them, Father. We trust you to speak to us. And we choose to open up our hearts, God, that you would be free to speak to us and minister to us, to bring up things that need healing in our hearts, Father, that we need to be freed from, that may still be hanging around in the corners, that we may not even be aware about. But we invite you, Lord, for your freedom and your grace to be among us. In Jesus' name, amen. So it was on the night Jesus was betrayed that he took bread. You know, the word betrayal, thank you to my wife for bringing me the definitions that I forgot on my printer. Um, very interesting definition. I think we all know generally what it means. I mean, we, we know what it means to betray. But when you sometimes when you read the definition just in an English dictionary, it kind of brings out some more stuff about betrayal. And so I'm going to read, read all these definitions and see if anything just kind of jumps out at you. It says, to deliver or exposed to an enemy by treachery or disloyalty. Number two is to be unfaithful in guarding, maintaining, or fulfilling. that's That's a rough one right there. It's like, I don't betray people. Well, wait a second. Being unfaithful in some area whether it's small or large. To disappoint the hopes or expectations of, to be disloyal to. How about this one? It says, to reveal or disclose in violation of confidence. Anybody ever had that one happen to you? You know, in Proverbs it says... uh, I didn't write those scriptures down. Proverbs fourteen and Proverbs twenty. It says, uh, "A gossip betrays confidence, but uh, one who one who can be trusted keeps a secret." You know, uh, that's that's my version of of my uh, my translation. Number five, to reveal unconsciously something one would prefer preferably conceal. And you know, I mean, the interesting thing about betrayal is it doesn't happen to somebody that's not close to you. I mean, some dude that's out driving that cuts me off, he hasn't betrayed me. I might get mad about it. Might get upset for a couple minutes. Might say a bad word. Not a cuss word. (laughs) I know you don't say them either. Okay? You know, we might say something we don't want to say. Whatever level that is, it still shouldn't be said. Doesn't matter if it's one of the bad ones or not. They're all bad if they're bad. You know, that's not a betrayal though. I mean, that guy just cut me off. You know, there's lots of people that deserted Jesus, but there's only one that betrayed him while he was walking on earth. It says, you know, Judas was the one that betrayed Jesus. So betrayal is something that's that's got to happen. It's, it's going to be close by. It's going to be unexpected. I mean, because if you, you know, now I know Jesus knew it was coming, so he had some preparation. And I believe sometimes the Lord does prepare our hearts for those times. But a betrayal is really, stand up, John. I won't be able to do this any other week, so I'm going to use you to turn around. We don't all know what a betrayal is. It's this. It's a stab in the back. Thank you. Some, most of the time, man, you, you don't even see it coming, and it's someone that you thought was safe, someone you thought you could trust, someone you thought was loyal to you, right? I mean, think about it. When, uh, and I'm not trying to, I'm not thinking of anybody here. So, I mean, if if I throw something out that gets you, it's just because I'm, I'm just getting lucky. Okay. <laughs> so if you know, if I, for example. Decide in my marriage that I'm unfaithful, not with another woman, just with a computer screen, then I betrayed Ashley. She may not even know what stabbed her in the back, but, you know, it's there. Uh, It could be with a friend. Like that scripture in Proverbs says, a gossip betrays confidence. Someone shares something with you. Or you share something with someone else and you think it's staying right there. And it ends up all over here. <laughs> and so you you experience betrayal in that moment. And what happens when we're betrayed? What do we want to do? That's fine. I'm, I'm going to make sure that does not happen again, right? So we close ourselves off. So then... The people close to us can't get as close as we want them, you know, as they want to and is is good for us because we're afraid they might betray us. They might do the same thing that that person did. Or if, if you've had ongoing issues in your marriage or something, you know, it's been betrayed before, so you're like, I don't know. And what I'm not saying, of course, is that we just open ourselves up to everybody and, you know... Here you go, buddy. Do it again. <laughs> Hit me again. I can take it. No, I mean, that's not what we're talking about either. But when when we're betrayed, um, it's, it's very painful. Uh, Matthew 24. We'll shoot this one on the screen. Matthew 24, verse 9. Uh says this. It says, Then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death, and you will be hated by all nations because of me. This is Jesus talking about the last days. At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most or many will grow cold. Do you think there's an increase of wickedness going on right now in our world? Yeah, it's, it's, it's there. And you know what? What that, what that does and, and what betrayal does in our lives, it wants to cool off our love. It wants to, because it wants to shut down one of the weapons that we have as believers. One of our weapons is love. See, our weapons are not like the world's weapons. They're not, they don't, they don't knock people over. They don't, they, they knock people over in a different way. Our, our weapons are love. And compassion, and confession, and repentance, and prayer, and worship—our you know, weapons look totally different. But love is one of our weapons. One of our greatest weapons is that, man. I have, man. I've got that. I have encountered Jesus, and I had. Not, I now have love. Nobody else has love like I have. If I'm a believer, nobody else. The world does not have it. You have something that they do not have. They believe they have it, but it, the real love, is. On, it says, this is love. Not that we love God, but that He loved us and gave His Son. So we, you know, and that love has been how? Poured out in us by the Holy Spirit, Romans chapter 5 says. So I have a love that cannot be contained, that cannot be stopped, but it can grow cold, it says. It says the love of many will grow cold because of betraying one another, because of the increase of wickedness. Well, I'm just going to pull back. And then a blessing is withheld from someone else because I am recovering over here. And I'm not saying it's just, you know, again, it's not about just saying, okay, hit me as hard as you can, no big deal. I'm a Christian, so it don't matter. No, that's not what it's about. Because Jesus experienced betrayal for us. And in fact, have we not betrayed Him? Doesn't it say for all of sin? I mean, that's pretty much a betrayal right there. Think about the garden. Is the original betrayal? In the Garden of Eden, in Genesis chapter 3, Adam and Eve betray God. What was the definition? Let's see. To be unfaithful in guarding, maintaining, or fulfilling. To disappoint the hopes or expectations of. Those things would fall under the category of uh, sin, wouldn't they? And we betray the Lord, but then what happens right after that? Adam betrays Eve. Remember how we talked about this with the shame a couple weeks ago? What happens is, you know, God comes, "Hey, what 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 are you all doing?" "Hey, we're naked." "Who told you you were naked? Did you eat the fruit?" And Adam says, "She she did it. She gave it to me." Which is true. <laughs> but but he took it. <laughs> he ate it. You know, immediately there's a there's a There's the first marriage problem right there. Is the husband turns on the wife when he should have said, when he should have protected her, instead he exposes her and betrays her in that moment and says, no, it was her fault. Don't do anything to me, God, it was her. The woman you put here with me. It's your fault and her fault, I'm fine. So that's where betrayal started was right early on. However long it took for them to eat in the garden, eat out of that tree. Maybe it was 50, maybe it was 100 years they lived in the garden before they ate from the tree. We don't know. I mean, it looks like in the Bible, you know, create them and then the next day, that was quick. (laughs) We don't know. I mean, I kind of think that they hung out with God for a while because it seems like He was walking in the garden just like He normally did in the cool of the day and it was the normal thing to do for God to come and meet with His people and just hang out with them. And then that day changed everything. So that's the original betrayal. 2 Timothy 3, 1-5 through 5 is another one in the last days. It says, But mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, Ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal. Man, is our world brutal? Have you been on like a comment section of websites like CNN or Fox News or whatever? People are brutal to each other. They just like you're blah blah blah. I mean, they can't cuss because it filters them out. But they, you know, they put the little stars in, put spaces between the words, you know, so they can get past the filters. It's, it's te- don't go on them, okay? I know you're going to be curious now, and like, uh, you know, I'm the type of person that likes to read. Like, I want to know what people want to want to say. Ooh, they're dumb, they're dumb, you know? Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, it's I'm I need to get free from that. Um, but man, we live in a. I mean, our country right now is like so divided. I mean, we're just brutal. I mean, whether it's right or wrong, let's let's get rid of the hate and the brutality. Um, not lovers of the good. Here it is. Treacherous. That's what happens when you betray someone. It's treachery. Rash. Everybody knows what rash is? Not, un, not like this. <laughs> that means you just, you know, just go in, you know, just foolishly jump into something quickly. Conceited. Nah. Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Is there any more? Having a form of godliness but denying its power. Have nothing to do with them. You know, it's just a sign of of the last days when all these things are going on. So it's not something to freak out about. It's not something to, oh, I can't believe that's happening. Well, God knew it was going to happen. He let us know. (laughs) He says, what are you going to do about it now that it's happening? You know, betrayal is going to happen. It's going to happen. Somebody close to you may betray you. It may not even be intentional. It may just seem like a betrayal. You know, when I was in college, uh, it's been a long time ago now, Uh, I think it was... uh, Let's see, this is about 16 or 17 years ago. And I met my wife. I knew this was the girl I was going to marry. I, I love telling these stories because it's not Ashley. but um, She is the one I'm supposed to marry, but she was just this amazing girl. I thought, oh, man, this is this is awesome. She plays guitar, and I play guitar. We can play together, and uh, she was fun, and whatever else I liked about her, I can't remember. And so... You know, I had a roommate named uh, named Joe, and Joe's you know just a. I mean, Joe's just a a good old guy named Joe. I mean, he's just your basic Joe, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I make sure that he, he he will never listen to this. So, so, you know, and one day, you know, and we used to all hang out together. Joe's my friend, Julie was my friend, and. You know, other people, we go hang out. We go to their houses and do stuff and go out to Old Town, Pasadena. And, like, you walk around. You don't spend any money because we're poor college students. So you walk around on the downtown uh, area there. And you've probably been there, huh, David? All right. You've been to to Old Town, Pasadena, ever? No. Okay. Anyway, it's not that cool, really. It's just something free to do, okay? Um, And, you know, there's... At, at one point, you know, like like Joe and Julie, man, they disappeared for like three days i didn 't see them really, hardly at all at night, you know, I would go to work, come home, and I'd see Joe later on, and i I, I thought, man there 's something going on here okay you're smart, aren't you 're smart aren 't you and so you know, and they they knew where I stood on i mean joe knew Joe knew I was in love with Julie, I mean, to stop Joe from marrying her <laughs> after they got together for those three days and decided that they were supposed to be together. Man, that felt like a betrayal right there. My roommate and my best friend, I mean, he knew. So I wrote him a note said, Joe, I hate you. I'm never going to see you again. I'm serious. I'm, I, I really did write this note. Joe, Joe would tell you, he would laugh about it. Uh, if we talk on the phone, I would even just say, Joe, I hate you. And he would know, he would just laugh. So, Joe, I hate you. I'll come back for my stuff later. I'm going home. Love, John. I'm dead serious. That's exactly what the note said. Okay? I'm, I'm, dead. I'm totally serious. It sounds like, I mean, I'm not even making it up. And so I went out that night and I got all mad and blah, blah, blah and yelled at God and all, all kinds of different stuff. But, uh, man, that was one of the best things that ever happened to me. What if I would have married Julie? I'd have like a 13-year-old right now. I mean, I'd, you know, my wife would be about 12 years older than she is. I mean, you know, there's all kind. Of, I live in Colorado. I would have been... In South Africa, well, that could have been cool, I guess. But you know, I mean, there's there's a whole different there's a whole like I wouldn't be speaking to you now. There's all kinds of things, good things that would be missing from my life. But it felt like a betrayal at the moment. So sometimes people do stuff. Hey, look, at some point they had to choose and said, you know what, um, God, we feel like we're supposed to be together. I know it's going to hurt John, and that's why they didn't. They tried to wait a few days to tell me. They're like, how are we going to tell this guy that we're going to we're going to be dating? And uh, I don't even remember how he did. I think I think. Oh, this is how Joe said. He came and said, "He said, hey, hey, John, I just want you to know that that Julie and I are are dating." I said, oh, "Okay, that's cool." And then he left and did something. You know, kind of like an awkward man moment where you're like trying to have a you know like a meaningful discussion. <laughs> and then I wrote the note and left. So. um so sometimes we have betrayal, you know, it may, not even be, it may not even be the motive of that person. You know what I'm saying? But it can seem like a betrayal to us. Either way, it hurts. No matter what, the point is, you have to deal with the hurt of betrayal. That you cannot stay like that forever. Uh, Jesus knows what this is like. So when someone betrays you, you know what I say? You have to get to Jesus. You have to get to him. You have to get close to him. Because he's, he is the one that truly knows how you feel. He has been there. And in fact, he's experienced the greatest betrayal of all from the human race. Yet he still chose to love by the ones who betrayed him. At the end of the message, I'm going to show you a, a, a clip from the Matthew video that I think expresses the love of Jesus for Judas. Because I mean, I don't think it was like Jesus was sitting at the table, reclining at the table. Someone's going to betray you, and he kind of like kind gives like that dirty look to Judas over there. Ah, you loser, um, you know, one of you is going to betray me. No, it's not I. Everybody says it's not I, and you know. And then at some point in the scripture, it says Jesus says, "Yes, it is you." And you're you're always wondering, like, did Jesus just like open it up? Everybody, like, you know, we're in a big meeting like this. Let me tell you who it is. It's. No, we used Shane a week ago. Let's see. Let's use Terry. <laughs> <laughs> it's Terry. He's the one. Oh, my God. No. I, I, I think it was kind of a thing where the video shows, I think, a good picture is where Jesus leans over, gives him a hug, and whispers and says, it is you. But he's got love in his eyes. Because Jesus experienced the love of the Father, and the reality of that love was greater Than the betrayal that happened to him. I believe the love of God is greater than betrayal. And so, if you're in that place, you have to first get to Jesus where that love will be poured out freshly in your life. Um, We we must not let the betrayals of this life allow our love for the Lord or others to grow cold. Because you know what? It's going to happen. I'm just telling you right now, it's going to happen. And we may, I don't know when we're moving into this season in our country, but man, after the hubbub of this week, and you know what it is, we're heading there. And there there may be somebody sometime who's close to you who's going to turn you over to get whipped rather than get whipped themselves. And we're going to have to be full of the love of the Father and the grace of God to not get stuck up in that thing that betrayed me, but to to keep our focus on Jesus and allow his love to bring the healing and the freedom and the change and the transformation doesn't mean there won't be a scar, but he can take out the knife. So the first key is love. The second key, I think, is wisdom. In John twenty in John two. Verses 24 and 25. I want you to notice this is a very important scripture. It's after Jesus has just done the the uh, the miracle at the the wedding, and everybody's starting to get excited. You know, water into wine, that always gets people excited. And you know, th- they, you know, people are starting to follow Jesus. He's he's amazing. He's he's cool. But it says, but Jesus would not entrust himself to them, for he knew all men. He did not need man's testimony about man, for he knew what was in a man. And so here's the second key point is just because we're betrayed doesn't mean you have to put yourself in that situation if you know it's going to happen. In other words, if someone's in, you know, I mean, think about abusive relationships. Like, Well, it's fine. Just put yourself back in. No, no. You use wisdom as well. We need the wisdom of God and the heart of God to know, hey, you know what? If I'm going to keep just getting stabbed in the back... And I, I I want to love them. I want, but I may have to step back from them if, in our relationship at this moment, all they're going to do is pull out a knife when I'm not looking and get me. So it's it's not that we just continue to open ourselves up unnecessarily to being stabbed in the back. Does that make sense? So we need the wisdom of God. And God says in James, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask God. I think God will give us discernment to know when in a relationship with someone, hey, we need to step aside for a little bit. And you know what? A lot of times they may not even mean to have a knife. Maybe it's just their sharp fingernails. They don't know they're sharp. They're trying to pat you on the back, but they don't know how. Oh, man, that hurts. I'm just trying to encourage you, brother. Man, that sure hurts. So we need love, we need wisdom, and then most important of all, we need forgiveness. And we we know the stuff here; it's not hard. I mean, Ephesians four thirty verse thirty-one. Let's let's look at that real quick. It says, "Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other." Just as God in Christ forgave you. And it says, be imitators of God. You get to be like God. Woo! Sounds cool, huh? Therefore, as dearly loved children, and live a life of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. And there is only one way out of betrayal, and that's forgiveness. If you want to let somebody else control your life, you can. You can let them control the rest of your life. And it can affect every other relationship you have because you have not allowed the knife to come out of your back. And so even sometimes when you hug somebody, they reach back and they they clip the knife and they're like... You know, you hurt them back unintentionally. It's because the knife is still in your back and you need to have the power of forgiveness. And look, this only comes from God. This is not some just magic formula. It's not just trying harder. You're going to have to have have the grace of God to forgive in those moments. But this is a weapon. Jesus used that weapon on the cross when all the all the stuff that happened on the cross when Jesus was whipped when he was when he was torn up when he was beaten when he was ridiculed when he was left by everybody he said father forgive them i'm not even done paying for their forgiveness god but i'm going to say it before before it's even done father forgive them for they don't know what they do and so today is about when we come to communion today is about communion about some of our knives getting out of our back for some of us the knife is out but it's still bleeding a little bit and we just need we need the blood of jesus to come kind of seal up that wound hey you know what it doesn't mean that the scar is not going to be there jesus still has his scars that doesn't mean he's not whole so there may be a scar there that's going to be a mark there. You'll remember it. It's not going to be forgotten. But the power of it to control your life and to keep you in bondage, to keep you in, to keep you from opening up in the relationships that you do need to be open with, in the people you do need to be close to, in the, in the way you do need to trust. Because you have to trust. You have to trust people at some point. You have to trust somebody. Doesn't mean you trust everybody. You're like Jesus with wisdom, but you need to have people you trust in your life allow Him today to take His broken body and apply the effects of His broken body and His shed blood to our lives. And so what I want us to do is we're going to watch a, we're going to watch a video clip, and this is a clip of, of Jesus at the Last Supper from the Matthew video by the Visual Bible. Uh, Bruce Marciano is just, I think he's the most amazing and realistic Jesus I've ever seen just because he's so full of so much love and joy and so I want you to to see the love that overwhelms Jesus for Judas. And then we're going to watch how Jesus after that then serves them all, you know, communion, the Lord's Supper, whatever you would like to call it for the first time. And then we're gonna then we're gonna respond with some some worship. So I'm gonna uh, and and receive communion together. So are you ready for the video there? Let's go ahead and take that.
1: Then one of the twelve, the one called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and asked, What are you willing to give me if I hand him over to you? So they counted out for him... Thirty silver coins. From then on, Judas watched for an opportunity to hand him over. and prepared the Passover. (laughs) When evening came, Jesus was reclining at the table with the twelve. And while they were eating, he said,
0: I tell you the truth, one of you will betray me.
1: very sad, and began to say to him one after the other, Surely not I, Lord? Jesus replied, The one who has dipped his hand into the bowl with me will betray me. The son of man will go, just as it is written about him.
0: But, woe to that man who betrays the son of man.
1: It would be better for him if he had not been born. Then Judas, the one who would betray him, said, Surely not my rabbi. Jesus answered. Yes, it is you. While they were eating, Jesus took bread, gave thanks, and broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body. He took the cup, gave thanks, and offered it to them, saying, Drink
0: from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now on until that day when I drink it anew with you in my Father's kingdom.
1: When they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus told them...
0: Nardi, would you come? See, the love of Jesus was greater than the betrayal of Judas, and I believe the love of Jesus can be greater in our lives than any Judas in our lives who's betrayed us. So we're gonna, how we're gonna do communion is this way: we're gonna, we're gonna have the ushers come, and they're gonna, they're just gonna pass out everything all at once. So I'm gonna pray right now. And Go ahead. So you'll you'll take the bread and the cup and then just kind of receive it in your own time. And just ask the Lord. I mean, you may know, hey, something you need to deal with right now. There may be something that God's dealing with you already by His Spirit. Um, whatever the case is, um, that uh, you would allow the power of the broken body of Jesus and the shed blood of Jesus to enter your life in a fresh way. It's not about just eating a cracker and drinking a cup, it's about encountering the risen Christ it's encountering Jesus and saying, Jesus, I I can't make myself whole, I can't make myself better from whatever this is I need you to touch me, I I need your broken body to make me whole and Jesus is saying, here here's my body here's my blood it's here for you today so just to, just take your time. We're not, we're not in a hurry here. We've got plenty of time. So we're going to worship the Lord with some songs. You may not even want to sing the songs. You may just want to sit and listen to the Lord. But allow the Holy Spirit to bring wholeness where there needs to be wholeness, To bring, to bring you to a place of forgiveness if it needs to be forgiveness, to allow you to be full of His love in a fresh way in order to love people the way you were intended to love them. So, Father, right now we just thank you. We thank You, Holy Spirit, for moving among us, Lord. we invite You right now to bring Your wholeness to us, God. Bring Your wholeness to us right now in Jesus' name. That where there's been brokenness through the betrayal of others in our lives, close friends, family members, maybe a spouse, Lord, that You would bring us to wholeness right now in Jesus' name. We invite You to bring Your freedom. Let the power of what this represents today, the broken body of Jesus, the shed blood of Jesus, be ministered to our hearts as we respond to you. In Jesus' name.